Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. We're back. We're a day late, but we're here. To give you the best podcast, you know, uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk NFL with some bold predictions, a little bit of college football, and some other other stuff sprinkled in. Whoo! How's been it going, boys? Been a while. I, it's do? been a while. I couldn't transition to get you guys in. I just kind of stopped talking and was hoping you guys would pick up where <laughs> I stopped. A little rusty there, show dog. Yes, a little rust. I know. Been a little while. Gotta get that rust off. How we doing? It's almost Friday, so I'm doing pretty pretty good. Yep. Yep. Tomorrow. Well, actually, when this comes out, it'll be Friday, and uh, big weekend ahead for for the big dog. I'm gonna be on Sebago Lake, big party, um, drinking a lot of booze, a lot of natty lights. I was supposed to be doing that but i do not think we're going anymore so the recovery is probably more than we thought it was going to be you know so yeah uh, we'll see we'll see for a toe injury for a toe and injury for a toe injury yeah. kevin's wife has a toe injury mm-hmm. surgery so a big one not like a small injury but i'm gonna tell you i see that she got sent like a bunch of like things that snacks and fruit stuff and listen if i knew that it's all it costs for a toe fucking take them i would i would you could take my one toe this month and i get a bunch of sweets and good stuff and uh when i'm hungry again for another some more sweets i'll just cut off another toe i actually said that to the delivery person today who brought us the edible arrangements uh big up for the fagolas uh he came up and i said but i told the guy i'm like this is fantastic my wife has surgery and i get all these fantastic treats coming to me (laughs) the guy didn't even laugh i'm like what is going on dude uh have you guys ever had crumble cookies yeah it's in westbrook yes yeah so on our trip back from boston yesterday katie sniffed it out from like a mile away on route one which i don't know how so we pulled in there i never even fucking heard of this place before Mm mm-hmm they're expensive, mm-hmm. but they're fucking pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah. So we. Told, I've never uh, even heard of. They're soft cookies. They're I've. So I don't know why go, someone bought them some for us in a box. You go into the store and you can only there's only six different flavors of cookies, but it changes every single week. So every week you go in, it could be brand new flavors, or it's gonna be brand new flavors. So anyways, we told Katie's mom about it. She's like, I got to try these cookies. So she came down today to Portland and she went to Westbrook and then she got us four more crumble cookies. Holy shit. Yeah. 
our kids are loving it, so I'm well, kind of fucking imagine. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bomb. So good stuff. Um, what was I going to ask you guys? Do you guys enjoy driving in the city of Boston? No. No. It's fucked up. Boston driving in Boston sucks. I would I would rather drive in the middle of fucking Times Square than Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done it a co- I've done it a couple times and it is New York City is way easier to get around than Boston is. It's mm-hmm. I think just about any city is any city city's easier, yeah. Now, I'd rather go to Boston than New York cuz New York's a fucking dump, but um driving in it no. You don't think Boston's a dump? Boston's a I think Boston is, but I like Dude, New York is the has to be the filthiest city in the country. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it is a lot <laughs> grosser, dude. I wonder like when, I, when's, I, the, when's the last time you were in New York City? It's been I, a while. I feel but, like Detroit is probably gonna be grosser. I feel like St. Louis is probably gonna be grosser. I just it all depends dude, on what part I, of the city you go to. Well, yeah, I mean if you're up in the upper east side of New York, it's probably fucking beautiful. But down in Times Square, it is it's a fucking cesspool of filth. It's disgusting. I was in Montreal and they had rats, and I'm not fucking shitting you. Rats bigger than my dog. That's, that <laughs> is disgusting. I'm not fucking uh, dude. And then are they scared like, of people? Yeah, people were trying to like they were just like playing with like throwing them food and like talking to the rats like weirdos. So they're not like, even scared of people then. Scared of people? They probably run after them. Yeah, they probably attack them. Try to fucking tweet How many things you see in the news from Canada? They keep that shit quiet up there. They're huge. They're on lock. One of the funniest fucking... When I, one of the last times I was in New York, there was like a homeless person. You know how they have all the signs, right? Like, down and out, whatever. This one guy had it on a sign. He's, it was something along the lines of need money for beer, drugs, and sex. And then on the body, we said, hey, at least I'm not lying to you. Did you uh, give him money? Amen. I was like, I did. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? You're not fucking lying. Oh, here's like 10 bucks. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, Go yeah, get yourself yeah. a fucking half-ass hand job on me. That's good stuff, man. That's, that's really good. So you guys uh played in a little scramble this past weekend. Oh. Was it gonna bring it up? I, I didn't want to toot my own horn, but no, I, I did. I was. I kind of forgot you guys actually cleaned up, but I just figured you guys could talk about it. Wow! I was actually when we were playing, it was coming down the stretch here, and I was saying, how cool would it be if a couple of old guys joined me and Shuri, and we were able to get a better score than when the Fagola boys played with us? We ended up getting the same. We should have shooting the same score, but. but uh, you guys are so much better than them, but it just, that was a weird day where it seemed like every time somebody had a good shot, like mm-hmm. when we needed one person to have a good shot, they just, they delivered. And it was like, ran, it was not like one of us that carried us. It was like every time it could have been someone different. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a really good day. Like the weather was absolutely perfect. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better day weather wise, but, uh, and like everyone, I mean, it, it went pretty fast, except for the very last hole, which we ended on four, which four always sucks for tournaments. Yeah. Uh, but that just gave us time to get a little bit of a rum and coke in us, you know. So uh, all in all, 
no complaints, dude. Oh, yep. Also took a golf ball off the cart on the way to that hole. We did. So. Did yep. somebody hit it from Sh- nine? Shout out Matt Nash. Thank you. Uh, nine. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was a good day. And now we just uh, we just wait until our big tournament ups and over here. That's coming up, boys. It's like three weeks. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah, can't wait. I think it's three weeks from this Saturday, right? Yep. Yep. So We're we got golf there. coming up. I got a little segment I'm going to bring in that I haven't even discussed with you guys. Okay. All right. And uh, this was actually brought to me by the attention of Natty Light. So it's our new sponsor. I mean, our same sponsor. They brought it up. And, you know, the best way to have Natty Light on a casual day where you're just watching television, six pack. Right. Mm. So I've been watching a lot of TV. Like I haven't been playing Xbox at night. So me and the wife have been watching a ton of TV and a lot of good shows on right now. And I will discuss these shows and tell you how many beers I enjoy. So it's either one to six beers of how good it is. So if you drink, if it's six, it's a really damn good show. A, yeah, I'm taking all six beers. I'm sitting down and I'm watching, you know, the, yep. just cracking and cracking and cracking as the show goes mm-hmm. on. Natty Lights. Have you guys been watching any shows? Because I'll start it out. No. I, I've been, okay, so I, I got a lot to talk about anyway. Hard Knocks. Easy. No, What's neither of you guys year? watch Hard Knocks. It's What's Detroit the team? Lions. The Lions. Detroit. Dan Campbell. Biggest hard in football. So I thought that guy's amazing. He's got like the heart of gold. It's he's not like a hardo. He he like plays off a hardo, but um when you get to know him, he like literally has like a relationship with every one of his players and they like mean something to him. It's it's gonna be hard to watch him cut players because he's actually a really nice dude. I have never watched hard knocks in my life. What is the what's the time frame? Like what's the season when the season lot like do you see like the actual regular season also? No. No. They right up to Amazon, right up what? to the season starts. So Did they do preseason Amazon... too? Yeah, that's what they okay. so it's training camp and preseason. Okay. But didn't like Amazon Prime do one last year with the Colts where they did it through the whole season? They did it from week eight to the playoffs. Oh, week eight, okay. Something like that. Yeah. And this I year mean, they're I, gonna I, do I knew, Arizona. But so uh, they, so they won't be in the playoff hunt because they'll they, they the second half of the year they always go like exactly they know they're gonna crumble so it'll be a good good team Call of Duty yeah, comes out November baby yes where we Kyler. know Kyler falls apart but here's the thing Hard Knocks to me uh is four four beers grab me four um it's good it's actually almost always good I would say the one with Jeff Fisher and the Rams way back that one sucked. Uh, and Jared Goff is boring as shit. They didn't. They don't. They haven't even spoke to him on this one because he's so boring. Uh, but Aiden Hutchinson, pretty decent dude. Um, Ar- I'm gonna fuck up his name. Armon St. Brown. Armon. Did you know that his dad is two-time Mr. Universe? Uh, the only reason I knew that is because they mentioned it on PMT. But Yoke City, no dude, awesome. He's fucking great. Um, both of them are. The the kid and the father is is really cool. Um, so I, I it's a it's a good one. This is probably one of my favorite ones. And and like I said, Dan Campbell is definitely way better guy than I thought. I didn't want to watch it because I thought he was such a hardo. Um, and I am one hundred percent wrong. He's great. For like example, one like one of his coaches has long hair, and he was like hired him as a coach, and he was like, should I cut my hair? You know, I want to like look respect like res- and he's like, if you cut your fucking hair, I'll I'll cut you as a coach. He goes, you be you, be you. 
No. He goes, I hired you to be you. Don't fucking change anything about you. I just want you to be yourself. And I thought that was, you know, that's how he is with all yeah. those guys. No one no, else has any shows? Uh, <laughs> well, here's, let me, let me, let me. John let me, let me, St. Brown is a fucking unit, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, he's in the my show. God. He's awesome. That's his trainer, too. He trains his sons because he has two sons in the NFL. Holy shit. Yeah, he's a big old boy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let me explain something. So I, Lynn and I don't watch shows ever anymore. I will, because... Like, as you can see tonight, I was a little bit late. Get on here. By the time my daughter gets to bed sometimes, it's like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And you guys know your boy usually doesn't make it past 10 at the latest. So watching TV shows is not. Um, I will say this. I, I will throw some out there that we have watched. We started to watch and then, like, stopped. Yep. Um, in the final season is um, The Last Kingdom on Netflix. I don't know if any of you guys have yep. seen that. Is That's a very good show. Um I'm- how many beers? I'm gonna give it four. I, I, I'm gonna give it four and a half beers. I really like it. It's not my favorite show, but I really like it. I'm gonna give it four and a half beers. So um, that's a rookie score because I never leave a wounded soldier. So I can't like imagine I always, you would only drink half a beer. Always drink the beer. So if it's is it gonna get to five or were you drinking your third? That was your fourth and you finished it. Or are you just gonna be a rookie and say four and a half? Four and a half. So, anyways, um. And I will say, come Sunday, well, if I will do it this Sunday, but once we start start recording on Sundays, we'll have to watch it afterwards. But House of Dragon, I will be fucking watching the shit out mm-hmm. of that when that finally comes out. Um, love me some Game of Thrones stuff. So, uh, not yeah, I mean, I haven't, we haven't watched shit. So, okay. Next one, Bear. It's on Hulu. It's a uh, lip from, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, I, I'm drawing a huge blank on the show. I have no idea Best. what you're talking about. This is. Oh Anyways, Bear is of like basically if you have ever worked in Shameless. the food. Shameless. Yeah, Lip from Shameless. Shameless. And, and Lip's the best character in Shameless. So uh, he's the main character in. Um, in bear and bear is like about the food industry, right? Like it's a restaurant, it's high paced, it's crazy anxiety. Um, the first season just ended, um, on Hulu. I enjoyed it a lot. Also four, four beers, four, four out of six. Um, I, I recommend it because I think the next season is going to be even better. Keep going. Uh, Blackbird. On Apple, been talking about this. Six, been talking about six it. beers, a Ooh. full six pack, no doubt. That if, you, if like out of all the ones I'm listing, Blackbird, go watch this one. It's a true story. So like true stories is always like extra for me, um, and it's wild. Uh, this 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 story, it's awesome. So. Oh wait, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, might is the guy one of the guys in there from Game of Thrones? No. Just keep going on, dude. Ooh, Ray Liotta's in it, dude. Am I got the right show? Yeah, I think so. The okay. the guy in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one is the the Woodstock. Uh, I don't even know what the name of it is, but it's like the story of Woodstock back in like 1991 or whatever it was. Fucking wild. 
Oh my god, if they had social media back then, it would have been all over the news. But it's fucking wild. The stories of the people like they had nothing, like they weren't given food, water, and it was like a three day concert. And they were pretty much finally broke all the water pipes and thought they were like, I don't know, but it was ended up being like shit. So they all got sick, and uh, the people that ran the concert pretty much think they did nothing wrong. Um, and then it got, I don't know if you guys know this, but the whole place got destroyed and lit on fire. It's crazy. Did not know that. Yeah. What's it called? That's Is it called three. train wreck? <clears throat> train wreck. Yeah. Okay. So was this like Firefest before Firefest? This is yes, but even crazy. So I think I've like, seen both, and I think this one's even crazier. Is it? Yeah, because there's just no social media. If there was social media, it would have been all over the place. But yeah. um, there's no social media, so it's just like it's bad too. Like there's a lot of bad things that happen. Like a lot of rape and a lot of because there's just so many people that did drugs and were unconscious and like people telling stories where they just walk around the corner and they it, it was nuts um yeah it's a nutty show last one also netflix manti teo doc um what's it called then not something untold. Is, it untold, un, is it untold no, the is girl it, untold, untold the girl that didn't story. exist the girl who didn't exist. So yeah. the untold is like a series of things, right? Like two, they two, have a bunch two of shows. Them. This one's two ser- two episodes though. Oh uh, no, but I mean, like, didn't they do one on um, like yeah. Malice at the Palace and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a few that they've done, but this one specifically is two episodes. Um, I a lot of people, it seems like I would say ninety percent of the people that have watched it have like said that they feel bad for Manti Teo. I can't get over how dumb this motherfucker is. Like, I can't get over how dumb he is, how dumb the school is, how dumb ESPN is, how dumb sports is. Like, they're doing all these articles, and not one of these motherfuckers back checked to, like, see the, like, he has a name for his girlfriend, and no one, like, Googled her family or, like, searched to see if she was a real person. It's nuts. He's an idiot. What's the beers on that one? Uh, That one I put down... Five beers. Ooh. Five. Yeah. Like, I, uh, most people I've talked to have really enjoyed it. I kind of laugh too much. I'm probably going to go to hell um, because <laughs> of some of the stuff. Like, I don't know. You're, I don't want to give away anything, but it's like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like, there's so many signs that this is not a fucking real human being girl, but it's, it's not. He just wanted to feel love, dude. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. and then like the crazy shit of like, because it ended up being a guy, and like the crazy people that like ESPN like reporting like I think he did it because he's gay and shit like that is it's it's absurd. Like the bad reporting from front to begin, like front to end, is uh, just nuts. And well, no one even knew what expect, catfishing was. Would you expect ESPN to fucking no do anything or, that's like wrong? between the school, the player, and everything couldn't couldn't have happened. To a better program in in person. Oh my god! I know, I know. Shuri has probably watched this because he watches everything on MTV. But did you ever actually watch the show Catfish? Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like I, it's insane. These people go to like the greatest lengths and extents to to be that fake Crazy. person. And there is some parts of this where the person who plays Lene, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Something. I don't know. Anyways, like that, goes yeah. to absolutely absurd lengths. Like, I don't know. It's wild. Yep. Absolutely wild. 
All right. So other than that, we're going to do a little bit of uh, college football predictions and then our bold statements or bold predictions for the NFL this year. And we each got, I think, five um, that uh, mine are going to be true, just like uh, that idiot pitcher from the Cardinals that I said droppable um, from the beginning. Yeah, Flaherty. My brain not working, but my mouth non not stop moving right now is going crazy. Uh, but that's we'll, we'll start with some college football. So I don't know how you guys want to start it, Kev. I'm gonna let you take take it from here. Uh, yeah, I basically just said let's name our uh top four college football teams that we think we're, are gonna make playoffs this year. Make the playoffs. Okay. Do you guys want right. to just start listing it off, like say who the number one seed is and go down through? Easy. Easy number one. Alabama. Alabama. So I think Bama's going to be number one, but I don't think they're the best team in the country. Alabama. So this is what I wrote down. I got Saban just doesn't fucking miss the playoffs. Like Alabama is going to be one of the four teams. They are every year. They've only missed the playoffs one time out of eight tries. So they're going to be there. And Bryce Young is still quarterback. So. Yeah. I I mean, I think. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I mean, I, yeah, Bam is, I mean, they're obviously the fucking, they're, they're an animal. And I mean, playing in the SEC, they're obviously going to be dodging bullets all year long. I mean, they, they do have a pretty goddamn tough stretch. Um, you know, starting in October, they got, go to Arkansas, which they're top 20 team. So right th- this year, then they're home against A&M, who is top 10 team. Tennessee is improved. They're going to Knoxville, Mississippi State, eh. Then they go to Death Valley Tiger Stadium, then they're at Old Miss. So it's a fucking pretty daunting, like, five, six-week stretch they have. Um, and then in typical SEC fashion, after that, they pay a FCS team, and they play Austin P. So, um, no, I mean, I still think Bama's going to come out unscathed. I just I think they're, they're fucking nasty. But that is a pretty tough stretch with four true road games um, in the SEC during that stretch. So, um if they lost one of them, it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I just don't think they do. I think Bama, I think Bama rolls. Same. I have Bama all the way. I think it's, uh, <clears throat> it's just like one of those ones you just lock in for the top four. So you say them at one and they will be anywhere slotted between one and four. Um, so like, obviously Nick Saban is one of the greatest recruiters of all time in any sport, but I was reading some articles about the transfers that he got this year. Um, and I feel like usually when it comes to like grades that coaches get for recruiting, it comes down to their incoming freshmen and not the transfers that they get. Uh, but they, they pulled in a, uh, I'm not gonna say all pro, but like, what do they fucking call them? All first team for all American. There you go. All American corner from LSU, all American wide receiver from Georgia. Last year had 900 yards to eight touchdowns, all American running back from Georgia tech who had 1200 rushing yards last year. And then they got another All-American offensive lineman, I believe, from Vanderbilt. So it's like, even if they didn't have these guys, they're still going to be the best team. But it's like they just brought in some like guys that have actual college football experience, and these guys are just going to – they roll every year. So That, and they're usually good. Like, um, Jameson – is it Jameson Williams? Went first-round pick this year to to Detroit. He he was a transfer, too. So um, these guys that they bring in as transfers – instantly make an impact yeah uh 
Number two, I don't know if this is being like vanilla, plain, but I'm saying Ohio State. No, I I have Ohio State as well. I think that I think they may be the best team in the country. I think they have the best quarterback in the country. Um, in CJ Stroud, I think they have arguably the best running back in the country in Travion Henderson. Um, and their schedule is not very tough. I mean, they open with Notre Dame, that they're opening like 13 or 14 and a half point favorites. I don't think that's really indicative on Notre Dame's talent. I think it's more indicative of how fucking nasty Ohio State is. Um, but I think they roll in that game. And then they really, in my opinion, don't have a true te- another test till the last game of the year against Michigan. And I, um, I mean, they have Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State sprinkled in there, but I don't really think they're all that relevant. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I think Ohio State goes 12 and all in the Big Ten and wins that conference with ease. I don't think, I, I think Michigan's overrated at eight. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see them having too many, too many tough tests this year in the Big Ten. They have, in my opinion, the best quarterback in football, CJ Stroud. So, um, I also have Ohio State at two yeah i get this is boring but this is kind of Uh, it's gonna get it is i think it's gonna get interesting the next two i i'd i would pencil in i I would uh i'm not a gambling man we've talked about this but if i was gonna gamble i would gamble that stroud wins the heisman this year um and it's funny because bryce john's coming back he won last year but i don't know how how often do guys win back-to-back years in the heisman can't imagine can't imagine was t-ball the last one did t-ball win too no no Never happened. It's never happened oh, no. ever. Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin won too. Okay, that would seem wild. But I don't know if it was back happened, but um, all right, number three. I have Clemson. I think um, I how do you say the fucking quarterback's name? Eula Lula Gagey or something? I fucking you, say that. You went on Galili, like yeah. DJ. You. Uh, whatever he's back um i think the acc is trash i think that if bama georgia ohio state were in it they would win every game by 40 points if they were in that that fucking conference so i think clemson um i think they can just run the table and um i don't know i also have clemson three and that's really not for me it's not indicative of how good i think they are i don't think they're a very good football team I think Uliangalele is a very good quarterback. He looked like dog shit last year. Um, but I just think they're a product of the ACC sucking. Um, mm-hmm. I I really, truly, I mean, they have preseason. I think they have like three teams ranked in the top 25 or four teams, which Wake Forest is shit. NC State at 13, I think, is wildly overrated. Um, I think they're really their only true true tough game is November 5th, they're, and they're going to Notre Dame. So, I think even if they lost that game, they're going to go 11-1, win the conference. I think it's going to be good enough to get in because I think the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are going to cannibalize themselves all year long. Um, so I think winner of the ACC, as long as they have one loss or less, they're getting in. So um, I have Clemson there, but it's not because I think they're very good. I think if they finish three and play Bama or Ohio State in the first round, they're going to get their shit pushed in. That's just my opinion. My three by the end of the year is going to be Oklahoma. Um, I think it's Gabriel. Oh, I, Christ, I don't even know. Dylan Gabriel. Dylan, yeah. Gabriel, I think, will be – he's their quarterback this year, which is his first year starting, but I, I've heard great things about him. So I just feel like that's a program, and I feel like they're going to be betrayed by the coach leaving going USC, which is going to piss them off. And I think 
that the Big 12 is weaker this year. I think they played two ranked opponents. Um, that's it. And I feel like they're just going to put a team from the Big 12 in. It's going to be them. I don't think they can compete with the, the top two teams, uh, but I do think that they'll make it. I mean, I think like the I think we probably all three of us agree that like the top two teams in the country are a, a notch above yes. everybody. Yes. It's, it's Bama, uh, Ohio State, and then there's then there's a, like a tier of probably I don't know. You can say anywhere from like four to six teams that are in that next that next level, but uh, I think the clear it's clear who number one and two are. Uh, one question I had: to Go Ohio State, Notre Dame. Where's that game played? Ohio. It's a, it's it's at the Horseshoe, and it. It's so. just like I think Notre Dame. I mean, we we can get into it after, if, um, but I think Notre Dame still a, a ten win team this year. I think they have they still have a good roster. I think that really, if you look at their schedule, they have Ohio State, then they have Clemson at home, and then they got to go to USC. Then other than that, it's like maybe North Carolina, BYU. So I think they lose the I think they lose Ohio State and they split the Clemson, uh, USC, and I think they end up going you know, 10 and two, 11 and one, if they maybe happen to win both of them. But um, I just don't think they have a fucking shot going into Ohio state in the first week. None. I mean, unless you're in the sec, you usually don't, you usually can't say that you've played like two of the top four teams in the country. And Notre Dame's can probably say that this year with Clemson and Ohio state. So on their, on their schedule. So uh, four, I feel like the fourth seed for the college football playoffs, there's always one team that sneaks in that, um, that has a great resume throughout the year because maybe they're undefeated or something. But when you look at them, you just know that they don't belong. But there's always a team that makes it that's like that. And this year, I think that's Utah. Uh, Pac-12 has not had someone in the college football playoffs since 2016-17, which was University of Washington. There's a reason for that. Pac-12 usually always sucks, but I think Utah is good enough. Um and I think they can make a case when even if Florida's not like the team that they've always been to start off with Florida, get a win against his SEC school. And then they do have like teams like USC and Oregon who like are actually legit teams this year. So um, Utah's my fourth team. Um, I'm going tough to when lo- they lose week one. Didn't you say early like, two podcasts uh, ago that you said that they're going to beat the shit out of Florida? Uh, I did, but I don't really mean it. Like I just said, it will to say you it. bet on that game? Probably not. Cause I bet with my heart and I, <laughs> I'm 50, 50. So, um, I, I'm going to go. My fourth seed is, I think it's a little off the board. I'm going with Texas A&M. I think that for years, Jimbo's been recruiting his dick off, and I just think at at some point they have to put it together. I think they I think they get in by this. I think they lose to Alabama in October, but I think they finish the season eleven and one. Um, but again, I think they get in because I think the Big Twelve and Pac twelve are going to cannibalize themselves. I don't think the Pac twelve. I don't think there's anybody clear cut there. That's my opinion. Big Twelve possibly with Oklahoma, but um, I think Georgia ends up losing a game or two in the regular season. And then losing a Bammer in the conference championship. So I think that it completely eliminates them. Alabama, Georgia lost their entire fucking starting defense and they had an average offense last year. So I don't I don't see where Georgia's gonna be. I, I'd be surprised if Georgia's in the top four again. But I'm going with AM. I think they do have a tough schedule a little bit because they're playing in the SEC West. 
Um, you know, they played Miami early. They play Arkansas. They have Bammer in, in, in Tuscaloosa early in October. And then after that, their toughest game is probably home against Ole Miss. And then they finish up with Florida at home, Bama. I mean, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with A&M. I think Jimbo, as much as I can't stand the guy, is going to put it together for this year, and they're going to make a run. I also was going to say Texas A&M, so I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to go with someone different. Um, I don't know this for sure. I'm so unprepared for this, but Caleb Williams Shocking. starting for USC. Um, I'm going to go USC makes it as well. I would love to see Oklahoma versus USC somehow in the college playoffs. I think that'd be a great storyline. Uh, but I do think that USC has always has talent. There's no doubt about it. They brought in one of the biggest coaches, the biggest name in, in college coaching, and then probably the most gifted quarterback um, they have there too. So USC. Yeah, I I fucking hate you. Uh, so one thing I thought interesting about Georgia is that obviously they, they lost like they had five guys in the top in the first round, I think defense, right? In the NFL draft, but they lost their defensive coordinator this year. Defensive coordinator was Dan Lanning. He is now the head coach of Oregon and they're playing Oregon week one. And I think that's like a cool little thing Yeah. where like, obviously this Dan Lanning, this dude's going to know a lot of what goes on with, with Georgia, how they run things yeah. and all that. And so I, I think that, I think that's going to be a game where, Oregon's could I think Oregon's gonna win that game. And I think usually when teams lose early in the year, it like puts a sour taste in the committee's mouth, you know. So um I don't see Georgia making it again either. No, and the thing is with like Georgia too, like I said, I think last year the, I mean Stetson Bennett's not a very good quarterback. Like they have the best one of the best weapons in the country in Brock Bowers at tight end. That kid is a fucking yeah beast. He is an absolute fucking game changer. He's going to be our first round pick whenever he, when he's able to eligible to come out. But like Stetson Bennett's not a very good quarterback. And I feel like last year, their defense, granted, they, they ended up winning the national title, but their defense like masked, I think, average QB play. And they lost a lot of guys off that team. And I know the whole saying, you know, you say it with Alabama, that we don't rebuild, we reload, right? Um, but it's hard to replace five first round picks on a fucking, or whatever it was, five or six first round picks on a defense. So. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think I think George is still going to be very good. I just think they end up losing two games this year, and I think it's one of the regular season, and they lose a conference championship. So um, two's not going to get it done. Yeah, and they're going to lose to Florida, so that's going to be tough too. Ooh, so baby. It's three. Largest uh, cocktail party in the world. Uh, yeah. I got a little bit of uh, stats. Maybe I'll ask you a trivia question here or there on this stuff. So college football playoffs have been going on for eight years. It's only happened twice where a conference has gotten two teams in. SEC did it both times, and it was both Alabama, Georgia, obviously this past year, and then the last time was in 2017. So Gola thinks it's going to happen again this year, back to back years, with Texas A&M uh, in Bama. So eight total seasons this has happened, right? Four teams in, that can be 52 different selections. Do you guys know how many schools have made it? The cultural playoffs. I would say. How many different schools have made the college football playoffs in those eight Nine. years? Nine. Hold on. Got to be quick, dude. Don't try to think of them all. I'm gonna say, I know what I was going to try to do. I think I'm going to go with 12. It's 13. Wow. So Bama's been, Bama's been seven, Clemson six, Ohio State four, Oklahoma four, 
And then we got Georgia too. And then I was shocked Notre Dame's only made it twice. I thought they've made it more than twice in the last eight years, but I'm sure goals felt that heartache over the last eight years. And then teams with one LSU, Oregon, Florida state, which is weird to me, but that was the first year. Uh, Michigan state second year ever 2015, then Washington third year. And then Cincinnati obviously got shit stomped this past year and Michigan. So also got shit stomped. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little uh, a little stats for you, but we going on to the big boys now. Yep, NFL talk. I am prepared for this. I do actually have a list. So five bold predictions for the NFL this year. Who wants to kick her off? I'll start it off, dude. Okay, fire up. All right, I am going to say that this year. Um, I want to preface this off first off saying that I, I hate when leagues change things like the NFL won't go into 17 games because it tweaks, it tweaks records and now records records are going to stop falling. They're going to have a chance to fall every single year because that extra game is huge. We saw it last year with Cooper coffee almost broke every single receiving record there was. Um, But I'm saying this year, my boy, Mike Evans leads the NFL in receiving yards. He's the only player in NFL history to start his career eight, consecutive seasons over a thousand yards he has a 1500 yard career 1500 yard career well 1500 yard season in his belt and i think tom brady is just going to absolutely sling it this year so many weapons so i'm saying mike evans leads the league in receiving yards fuck you cooper cup yeah i think i think fournette is probably the reason why i would say that he wouldn't if if i I think there is a lot of weapons. I think Julio gets a lot of touches. I know I've been high that Julio gets the touches. And uh, I do think that Leonard Fournette's actually really good. So, um, especially for that team, like, right, he doesn't need a guy that gets to the outside and uses their speed. He just needs a guy that will just take the ball up the middle. And uh, that's what Fournette will do. Uh, So Brady, like, led the league in passing yards last year. And I really, really wanted to go and say Chris Godwin was going to lead, lead it, but I just don't know how he's going to respond with the ACL injury. So yeah, I'm doing my boy Mike Evans. And there's no need to rush him. Like that conference kind of stinks. Like I don't think Carolina is very good. Obviously Atlanta stinks. So like they're they're going to take their chance. I mean I'm sure they're going to let him rest up Godwin. So sorry. Like do you know? Because I saw something again like a little earlier today. Um, that there's they say there's no timetable for Brady to come back. Yeah, that's so, so weird. Is, I saw is, that too. Is there, oh, has yeah. there enter? Do we is and they say I saw something that come out. I thought maybe like his some I know his mother had been sick. I that's what I thought too. Happened to her. But they come out and said there's nothing, no health with him or his family. So it's like Bro, I was on vacation, no, dude. <laughs> you let that motherfucker do what he wants. Guarantee he's ready. Oh, that's I know all that. That's oh, for sure. The one thing that Like, thank God he's not doing this in Boston because the media just wouldn't. Like, the media can't shut the fuck up about who's calling plays. Like, who the fuck cares who's calling plays? Like, I don't, like, can you execute plays is my question in New England. Not who's calling plays. Like, uh, no, no, I'm with you. The media in Boston is ridiculous. So I'm glad that he's getting his time off in in Tampa and and the media there is like, yep, we'll see you when we see you, Tom. Yeah, I, no, I'm with you. Um, I will go next. Um, my first one is I put down the Raiders, just flat out the Raiders. And what I mean by that is that the Raiders are going to win their conference. conference. Not only that, part of it, 
the division. Their division. Maybe they're maybe the AFC. Maybe the Super Bowl. Like I, I think this team is so talented to do all this. The biggest part about this, the Chargers are also making the playoffs, and the Chiefs are not making the playoffs this year. Ooh. The Chiefs are not talented enough on the defensive side of the ball to make the playoffs this year. The Raiders are taking over that division, and they're the ones who are the team to beat over there. Hey, I, I don't hate it. I think the Chargers are the team to beat. I don't. I mean, I, I, I want to go back wildly hot. I want to go back to last week's episode and see where you ranked the Chiefs in that division. I said third. <laughs> I said that third. they were third. Yeah, and then yeah, and yeah. then so then people texted me and were like, "You got to be crazy!" And I'm like, "I'm double down in it. Two episodes in a row. Chiefs are not making the playoffs. They're not." So you just did that. So you have two. That was those are two of your takes, or is that just one? My take is the Raiders. Okay. Are really fucking good. All right. And by yeah. them being good, the Chiefs are not as good, and the Chiefs are gonna fumble away their chance at up. Op- opportunity to go to the playoffs all right all right i'm gonna go this might be i'm kind of piggybacking off on what shory said riding the the uh, hard knocks train kind of in a sense i'm saying the detroit lions win at least seven games this year they haven't won seven games since 2017 but their schedule is not very difficult and you know you gotta think they they start off with philly very good team then they go washington sucks they play Minnesota twice. I don't think Minnesota's very good. They play Seattle. They suck. Then they play New England. New England's good. Dallas, Miami, Green Bay. They play the Bears twice, the Giants, the Bills, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Bears. Wow. Detroit's, win- garbage. Detroit's winning Detroit's winning at least seven games this year. Mark it down. Take it to the bank. Hammer the over on the win total. Hammer the take over. that shit. Fucking Hammer the over on their win total, baby. Kev, open up that paycheck. Let's put put a little bet I, down for you. I saw something yesterday that was talking about how betters are putting more money on the Lions to go over their win total than any team this year because they're just like yeah. the high hopes in the Lions. Also, and the fucking their schedule hard shit. knock effect. Could be the hard knock effect. People, it could be that people always love the teams on hard knock. Mm-hmm. but their schedule is so bad. But no, I do think they are good. Like I really do think this team is good. I agree. They're not as bad as they are. They, they look. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to snake this and I'm just going to go back around to myself. Okay. And I Double mentioned down. a shitty team and I'm going to say this, this team is going to be the worst team in the NFL. They're getting the number one pick in 2023. And that is the Seattle Seahawks completely fucking trash. They have drew lock as a fucking quarterback. Pete Carroll's going to be fired halfway through the fucking season. Rebuilding Seattle. Number one pick in 2023. Seattle's going to wow. be the worst team in the league. You know, I was thinking about doing one, and I was like, man, which coach – I wanted to have one that wasn't, like, about a player or a team. And I do have one coming up. But uh, I was thinking about which coach could get fired first, and I do like that pr- prediction. Uh, I don't think Seattle's that bad, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, well, the biggest thing for me is they have Drew Locke's your quarterback. Drew Locke is the worst quarterback in the NFL, starting quarterback. It's not close. I will take Daniel Jones over Drew Locke. I would not oh. take Daniel Jones. Uh, On the depth charts, it's showing Geno Smith as the starter. Okay, so, so you're just proving my point even more. <laughs> no, you're just no. proving my fucking point even more. <laughs> that would be dangerous. 
I'm just it, Seattle sucks. Then they're they're gonna lose. They're gonna go 0 and 6 in their division. They're the worst team in that division. And I just yeah no I'm Seattle. Do you think though that like Tyler Lockett and and uh, DK Metcalf can make a bad quarterback like Drew Lock look a little bit better than we know Drew Lock to be? I think it helps, but I don't think it. I don't think it go. I don't think it's enough to put them. Yeah. See, that's why I don't he, hate Drew Locke is because I think he's got some weapons. Like I, I like DK. I like Noah Font. Noah Fant at tight end as well. Like I think he's got some weapons there. So. Okay, but I want. I want to just hear me out here for two seconds. Okay. I think that. I think. I think they're gonna go zero and six in the division. So let's just take out the division games. Okay. So they open with Denver. We're not gonna talk about. Uh, no. Yeah. They open with Denver. Denver's wow. improved. Then they go to San Francisco. That's probably two losses there. Atlanta's a winnable game because Atlanta sucks. At Detroit, I think Detroit's going to beat them. Then they go at New Orleans, division game. Then it's the Chargers, the Giants, division game, Tampa, Vegas. Then a division game, Carolina, San Francisco again, Kansas City, the Jets, and the Rams. That team is not winning more than fucking three games. No fucking shot. I'm not hammering the under. What's their win total? What's their over under? I what is like I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up. I I'm gonna say they win some of those games. So like, never underestimate revenge, right? So like Russell Wilson needs out of Seattle. Like he's too good for his teammates. That's week one. Like Seahawks never. Said, wait, sorry, I gotta cut you off. Five and a half. I'm I'm taking. I'm, I'm hammering the under. I'm fucking going hammer it. Put your whole paycheck on that shit right now. <laughs> and if you lose, don't if you lose, don't come back and say it was my fault. Gamble yeah. responsibly. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Sherry. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. no. Um, all right. My next one is MVP best year ever in the NFL, Josh Allen. Now the record right now for touchdowns in a season is Peyton Manning with so, fifty five. Oh. He's gonna have sixty-eight. I gotta okay. So I that that this is gonna ask you. Where's the hot take here? Josh Allen sixty-eight touchdowns is the hot take. Sixty-eight tutties. So is that what but is that the best season ever? The hot take? Because Josh Allen winning the MVP is not a hot take. No, no, no. This is the best ever season in the NFL. Where'd you come up with the number sixty-eight? Did you just think of a random number? Four touchdowns per game. Seventeen times four, sixty-eight. That's how. And I'm going to say that he has 53 passing. And what's that? 15 rushing. Oh, okay. That so guy. you're doing it that way. You're doing it that yes. way. Total okay. touchdowns. Oh, I, thought meant, I thought you meant just passing. I was like, Me, oh, too. Me too. Total touchdowns. Like he's going to obliterate He's going to obliterate the fucking record, dude. Wow. Okay. Yep. No shit, dude. Best player in football. I've Best individual player I've ever seen. This year. You're going to say that. Wow. I I agree. I think that Josh Allen could win the MVP, but the 68 touchdowns is a large, large number. I mean, I actually gotta, love it. I love it, dude. Can you, you imagine how many fucking tables we broke it in Buffalo, Shuri? You, gotta, oh. you, gotta, you might be a Buffalo fan by the end of the year, dude. I, I am that a monster it. Josh Allen fan. I, I love the guy. Like I think he's great. I just think their fans are they're just the hate dumbest. Their fans. They yeah. they did they do not do schooling like the rest of America. They're dumb as fuck up there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, it's funny, cool. For goal one, Seahawks worst team. I think that the worst team in the NFL this year is gonna be the Atlanta Falcons. I think that the Bucks will obviously demolish them every time, but I think the Saints and the Panthers are still good enough to beat them both times. And then looking at their schedule too, they do play Seattle, which will be a probably a battle for possibly the number one pick, right? But that's the third week of the season. They do get Cleveland in week four, but I still think Cleveland's good enough without the shithead um, in week four. But they really have no other favorable game, maybe other than the Bears in week 11, that they could win. I think the Falcons this year are going to go 1-16 and and be one of the worst teams of all time, dude. All right. They have Marcus Mariota running the thing. Could it be the first team to go 0 and 17, though? That's the question. But okay, but so you take say, away well, a little I would bit rather, of the I'd rather have Mariota than Drew Locke. Drew Locke is bad. Yeah, but I'm saying like the re- and also like the re- receiving core the Falcons have. They added that rookie there from USC, and that's all they have. Which who's been balling out? I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like Tyler Lockett and DK has been balling out for the last like five years. And they have, what's his name, too? Pitt. Cordrell Patterson. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, on to number three. I think that this guy, because of the extra game, is going to threaten Eric Dickerson's record. It's been close. It's been close over the last, like, 10, 15 years. AP almost did it. Uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, Derrick Henry almost did it a few years ago. But I think it's going to be Najee Harris and the Steelers. I think that motherfucker is going to run wild this year, and I think he's going to be eclipsing 2,000 yards. If he gets to the 2,105, he might, but it's only going to be because of the 17 games. Wow. Love it. I feel like there's some kind of record that, that Baltimore was on where they didn't allow a 100-yard rusher for a long time. Um, I, maybe I'm just Maybe I'm just – fucking wrong about that i don't know but that's oh, they, they have a streak going right now is that what you're saying yeah so that would make it hard for Najee to get that many yards if he plays them twice but i think there's some good defenses in that conference so we'll see we'll see i think that Najee is great i wish he had a better quarterback because you could really that's where he's like so good is like yeah he's a bigger back but his hands are fucking amazing so Jonathan Taylor did it last year with Carson Wentz buying the fucking center, dude. You know no, I mean? no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, I, I wish he had a better quarterback because I think I feel like that would open him up more. Like I feel yep. like he would be even like all-purpose yards would be unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if he can do it in the rushing yards. That guy's tough too. Like I feel like he's never missed a game if I remember right. Like in between college and the NFL. So. <laughs> My next one, speaking of the scumbag, I'm going to say week 12, the Texans beat down the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I like it. Love it. The NFL is a fucking money-grabbing whore. They fucked up the suspension, in my opinion. They only did 11 games so they could have them back for the the Cleveland versus Texan game, and it'd be great for money and great for TV getting Deshaun back. I don't think the Texans players respect him. I don't think that I feel like they they feel like he betrayed them and I think they're going to have something to say out there. So, I think the Texans don't just beat him, they beat him down. Like they beat him by 30. I Let me just they, clarify something real quick. Real yes. quick. 
He comes back week 11. They get the Bucks in week 12. So Tom Brady's going to sh- uh, should stop him first. And then the Texans have him 13. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I heard it. Okay. So, so when Tom they Brady play, will beat him down. And no then doubt. the Texans will be able to. Uh, my, my bold prediction is Texans beat down yep. Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. I like it, dude. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back on the with a win total, and I'm going to say there isn't a single team in the NFL this year that wins 12 games. No one's more than 12 games. 12 games would be the most wins a team has. You know, look at a team like Buffalo. Buffalo's probably, you can make the argument, they're the best team in the league. You look at their non-division games, and they have some very losable games. They open with the Rams on the road. They have their play at Baltimore, at Kansas City, home against Green Bay. I just think there's some losable games there. Then they're at Cincinnati. I think that I think that the the Bills are the best team in the league, but I think they have a very difficult out of division schedule. I still think I still think they're going to win the conference in terms of being the number one seed. But I just don't think any team in the NFL wins more than 12 games. Yep. And I think some uh, of the other best teams are in the NF- AFC West, and I think they're going to cannibalize these, themselves. Yeah, they're going to fight. Yeah, they're going to go against each other for sure. All right, that, that's, that's that's about as bold as they get because of the extra game. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you said that two years ago when it was still 16, it would have been like, yeah, I could see, could see, they could see a team being 12 and four. But like, and I think probably the most likely team to do it, if somebody's going to do it, is going to be Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I just that division, their, their, their vision sucks. So there's six wins there. So they just got to go, you know, they they do there. struggle with New Orleans for some reason, though. They just mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah, Nor- New Orleans has a number. Yeah, for whatever it is. Yeah. He's, he struggles with them. Um, so this is a bit of a homer pick. Sorry, I hopefully you'll uh, appreciate this. By the end of the year, everybody, people around the NFL are going to look at Christian Barmore as a top seven defensive player in the league. I think he's going to be an absolute fucking maniac. I think the only defensive tackle that it's going to be better than him in the league this year is going to be Aaron Donald. And I think by the end of the year, people are going to be talking about Christian Barmore as a all-pro type player. <laughs> Top seven defensive player in the league by the year's end. He has been unblockable in camp this year. Like, basically, every one-on-one between him, even when against uh, Carolina, he has just been unblockable. So, I could see that. And and he's he was raw when he got here, even though he came from Alabama. But he has gotten better and better throughout the season last year, and I think that uh, I would love that. I think that um, Bill hit home runs with his first two picks last year between Mack and Barmore, so that'd be that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> my next two, I'm gonna say I'm between choosing between two. But I would think that the better one is Tyreek Hill tries to fight Tua on the sideline. Um, so I'm going to say a fight breaks out. Uh, Tyreek's pissed that he can't get the ball enough, and he swings at Tua <laughs> and gets him run out of town. I, I love that, love dude. It. Absolutely. I do. I, love I never so thought. Of, I never thought of shit like that. But I could easily. It like it's funny because like. To see a fight and to get run out of town, like maybe if Antonio Brown was still around, you could see. And so like, but that is that's not even a hot take because Tyreek's such a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah, no, he's a lunatic. This could happen. It could easily happen, but I never would have thought. I was so glad you said it. Like if they have like a bad week, like his podcast <laughs> oh, yeah. is going to be a fucking must listen. 
Like, have you ever listened gonna, to it? No. No, I won't. No. And I won't. But yeah. it, it's got to be a must listen, though, if he gets uh, if they have a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't Tyree come out, like, in the beginning of training camp and said that Tua was a better passer than Mahomes? Yeah, more accurate. Yeah. He said he doesn't have to adjust his body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, okay. At three yards, a whack, dude. Gosh. All right, I'm sticking with my theme, dude. I'm just doing straight up stats. 17 games. Last year, uh, TJ Watt tied the sack record at 21 and a half, but that's going to be broken this year at 22 and a half sacks. And it's going to be Nick Bosa on the 49ers is going to be Defensive Player of the Year because he is going to break that record. In uh, Watt's defense, I think he did do it in 16 games last year. He missed a game. So um, he did tie straight hand, but I believe he missed a game. So, Well, it doesn't matter just, after this year. Just wanted to spit it out. Yep. Uh, Could be Joey Boza, too. Both, both are phenomenal passers. He's rushers. fucking hurt all the time. Yeah. Fucking loser. God. Uh, this one is probably the least hot take of all time because this happens just about every year. But it's going to be Tom Brady leads the Bucks to the Super Bowl for his eighth ring. He also gets his fourth MVP award, and while he's up on the stage, he officially retires and tells Schefter to fuck off. It's his retirement. It's his announcement. It's yes. Not Tom Brady's going to make it himself on the stage, and he's going to ride off into the sunset. Yes. I can, think he, can, that, we, can I build on this? I think that him and oh, I want to build on it too. on stage, and he goes for a boob grab on national television. <laughs> I want him so before he before he makes out and grabs Giselle's tits, I want him to punch fucking Roger Goodell right in the fucking nose and then just just like fucking swap and spit with the old lady. Golo, we have breaking news. What's that? Because my bold prediction goes off this, and if you thought my last one was good, Roger Goodell has been run out of the NFL because he fucked up with leaked emails. And has lost his job, and we have a new commissioner by the end of the year. So Roger Goodell is completely out of the NFL. That's my boldest prediction. And you heard it here first. I've heard there's emails going around. That motherfucker's out. This is breaking news. What What do you mean emails going around? This is my insiders, bro. Oh, okay. This is another inside, I mean, insider I, trick. Hey. I would love it. But that really when, was when you next first one, when you first that. started saying that, I thought that you actually were taking Giselle gr- titty grab as your hot take. <laughs> so when you started saying that, I thought you legit just got like an alert on your phone that Roger Goodell was getting like ran out. I thought that was really happening in real no, time. No, 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 that's my bold prediction that Roger and that was like literally what so I. So you're not down. doing the Giselle Giselle titty grab. That is a build on from yours. That's okay. build off on yours. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. uh, your five A and five I five B it, and, and then for Google five C it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. And mine is that. But my, but the five C has to happen before the five B. Yes. Well, no, before my my five A. Um. Well. Before, yeah, whatever. Five point two A. Um. Roger <laughs> Goodell gets fucking booted. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be fucking fantastic. Um, 
my last one is it's I don't know if it's that bold because they fucking need the help and based on what their quarterback said the other day about how fucking frustrating he is playing with his receivers. Uh, I think OBJ comes back and signs with the Packers. Gives gives Rogers a number one guy to go to. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw rumblings that, that he was uh, talking about the Bills. Maybe yeah, I saw the Bills too. That's because he, he tweeted be out. He tweeted out to uh, their outside linebacker there. He saying, wants to hey, win again. And I think he, he probably knows it's one of his best chances to win. You know, no doubt. He got that. He got that taste of uh, the Super Listen, Bowl, man. That is 15 of the best bold predictions you're going to hear this year for the season. I would be shocked if, if, if all 15 didn't come true. If right. you got a better one than that, you better text us, tweet us, send it on Instagram. I don't care where it is. I want to hear your bold prediction or tell us where we fucked up, which I didn't. Maybe tell Fagola or Kev where they fucked up. Mine are perfect. Um, Listen, all you got, all you need to know is. When you get paid tomorrow, I don't know when you guys' paycheck is, go to fucking some sports book, drive to yeah. New Hampshire or Massachusetts, and hammer the Lions over on the win total and hammer the Seahawks under. On the, yeah, put parlay the fucking it. parlay in. Parlay that. And then, and then listen, when you hit, I expect 20%. I'm just saying. Uh, I think I just made this well, up. This is a party parlay. Um, party parlay what that means is you put the money down and we celebrate the party with you we'll have a little yep. little money party after for goal is right yeah and you guys listen I'm lots of natty lights eggs I, of natty think, I think like coming up during football season we're gonna maybe have some prediction segments some win totals or over and unders i mean you guys i'm just telling people now now is the time to create your fucking accounts on your these sports books <laughs> because you guys might be able to retire after we get done with this fucking year. Yeah. So yeah. Just year. ride this wave. Just fucking ride our coattails, baby, and just fucking sail off into the sunset. You can go into work after the football season's over, tell your boss to go fuck himself, and then just just retire. Yeah. Because we're going to win you so much goddamn money. Yeah. And if and if we don't, then, well, I don't know. Give a responsibility. It's not my fault. For sure. Do you think that if Goodell, when, when Goodell gets shit-canned this year, if the NFL came to Bill Belichick and said, we will offer you $100 million to be the NFL commissioner, do you think Belichick would even take it? No, he hates the media. No. He hates the media. Does Goodell talk Could to the you? media? Yeah, uh, I feel like he's got a lot of that kind of responsibility. I don't know. Could you imagine, though, how much of an electric factory that would be? When they're like, some of the Watson's suspension, and they talk to him, and they're like, they ask him a bunch of questions, he's like... Well, he really shouldn't have done that. I don't really know what he was doing. I think it's pretty clear. It's a it's a two year suspension. But did, why did, why why did you end up on two years? We're over that. We're on to the next thing. We're on to the next suspension. Do you guys? Yep. Okay, be a little more serious here for a second. Do you think the NFL and like Goodell and like Troy Vincent and these guys are like today at today they're like or whatever the news broke that they was it was eleven games and five million dollar fine. They're like, oh, that that was good. That's what we wanted. Like, we like we really cracked down. So like in the public eye, like we're we're doing a good thing. Because I think I'm it's like, shocked they did it now. Like I thought they would wait till right before the season started. So that way, like games would start up and people would like not talk. But they're gonna talk about this for like a week. It's an awful decision. It's a money grab. That's all they like. Get away from the money, you guys. And they couldn't do it. Like 
it's obvious it was a money grab. You mean to, so that he's back for the Texans? Yes. Like, why would they ever give? Have you ever heard of an eleven-game suspension? That's the yeah, wild. Like, why would you number. just double what they did? Uh, it doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It doesn't. I don't get it. It's a weird. Oh, number. you know what, Kev? Well, you know what's I also think wild. The, I want to take this back. I think the bye week is in between that. So the eleven game, it's eleven game suspension. It's not eleven week suspension. So he is suspended for the Bucks game. Ooh. It is not. He plays against the Texans. That's what it is. So it yeah. is the first time he does play is against the Texans. There you go. That probably makes more sense, dude. Yes, because I knew I was listening to it on the radio, and that's the. Yeah, bye week is week nine, so that would make sense. Yeah. You know what's wild about this whole thing too, and usually a lot of times, like when when these things happen, these suspensions sometimes. You'll have a player, they come out, and it's like almost like the NFL requires, like, okay, listen, we're going to spend you for X amount of games. We'll settle, but you need to come out with a statement saying X, Y, or Z. You take, But, like, they made the announcement. They they suspended him for 11 games and fined him $5 million, and he's like, I'm, I didn't do this. I still didn't do this. Like, that's the thing that's fucked up to me. It makes me think, like, the, like you said, Shory, it's like a money grab. They wanted to come back for the Texans game because – like this guy's still maintaining his fucking innocence. He's still maintaining he didn't like jerk off on these fucking like thirty women like at like against their will. And it's like if the NFL really wanted to fucking draw a line in the sand, they would have said, No, you piece of shit. We're 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 taking this as far as we can and you're not gonna fucking play at all. But it's just like it just doesn't make any sense because it, I don't know. it's just it's a, it's wild to me yeah. that this guy, after this stuff come out, he still come out and said, I still didn't do this shit. Yeah. He's also been really bad in practice and really bad in preseason, too. So that's Good. kind of that's got to be scary for the Browns' ownerships. I hope that piece of fucking shit gets hit once and, like, literally breaks his hip and can never play fucking. I hope he's in a wheelchair the rest of his life. I don't care. He's a fucking piece of dog shit. I mean, they, they signed Amari Cooper and they got Nick Chubb, obviously, and Kareem Hunt's still decent backup running back. But like they have no other weapons, I feel like. I think Joku's like overrated. Their their next two yes. best receivers, Donovan People Jones and David Bell. Yeah. David Bell played yeah. in the Pittsburgh Pirates in the early 1990s, I think it was, wasn't his name? David Bell. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was yeah. a manager too, wasn't he? For like, <laughs> no, like that guy, he just like Watson deserves nothing good in life. Like he's a fucking asshole. Like, and yeah. I hate how like their their scumbag owner Haslam's like, well, I believe in second chances. Second chances would be if he did this to one person and like, you know what? He made a mistake. This was like 30 different fucking women. Like he's a serial fucking like piece of shit. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't like a, Oh, I made a mistake one time and you know, I'm going to learn from it. No, like, and that's what I mean. Like, fuck this guy. Like I, I like hate like wishing, like, I know it sounds crazy. Like, Oh, I hope he's in a wheelchair. But this guy's a fucking scumbag. Like he's like the, like the bottom, like a worst fucking human being ever. Like, not ever, but he's just, he's a piece of fucking shit. But yeah. the NFL just like, you know, he can play football. So the NFL's like, ah, oh, it's fine. We'll give him a chance. Fucking stupid. Yep. Hey, it's one thing I, one thing I wanted to bring up, this is a complete change of subject here, but it was announced yesterday that the, the Lakers, so the Celtics have more championship Lakers, but the Lakers probably have the greatest history of like, uh, superstars, I guess you could say like on their franchise, right? They're going to retire Pau Gasol's number. <laughs> That's bad. Does that shock you? He he played nine seasons with the Lakers. No. I mean, he's probably like a six-time All-Star for him. 
but the 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 people the Lakers have retired for jerseys like these superstars like I don't know Pau Gasol does not fit that 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 mold to me and I'm curious I wonder if they retire his number because he wore 16 and they're like who the fuck is ever going to wear 16 again do you think that ever goes into play like if, if the guy was wearing like 23 or something like that in the Lakers, they'd be like, ah, oh, maybe we'll we'll hold off on 23. But like 16? No, I I don't think so because I, I just think if it's like if the guy is if they're gonna consider him to retire his number, I don't think his I don't think his uh, uniform number matters. Like if they were initially having the conversation to be like, they're sitting at the border and table, like should we retire Paul's number? And I don't I just don't think somebody's gonna come out and say. Well, we're 16. Who gives a fuck? Like, nobody's going to... I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought that was crazy. I feel like there was someone that came out, like, an, uh, uh, some other team retired some number this past year, and I thought it was shocking to me. Maybe it was... I don't know who it was, but... Uh, Two-time... Two, two uh, championships, and he was the second-best player on that team with Kobe. And I feel like Kobe got all... I, I thought Powell was great. Um, and I thought he gave the Celtics fit. So, dude, don't get me wrong. Pau Gasol was a big part of the team, but it's just the fact that that he's among now the Laker greats. I, to me, it just blows my mind. Um, oh, wasn't it? Did did the Celtics just retire Garnett's number or something like that? Yes. Yeah, that one yeah. does stupid. Too. So Garnett played what four or five seasons with the Celtics, and he got his jersey retired. It just it seems like yeah. they're. Seems like they're doing it a lot easier now to retire jersey numbers. They're gonna run out eventually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Celt- right. the, the Celtics are just like the fucking Yankees. They have like barely, like no fucking numbers left to retire. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll eventually start wearing them again. That's just what will happen. But like this is no. But I hear what you're saying. Like just so for your to kind of to your point, Kev. Go through the Lakers retired numbers: Kobe, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Gil Goodrich. I don't know who. The, I mean, I've heard of him, but. Eh. Magic Johnson, Kareem, Shaq, James Worthy, Jerry West, and Jamal Wilkes. Like, other than Wilkes and this Goodrich guy, like, these are, like, some of the all-time fucking greats. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I, mean, I think it is strange that they're doing it. Um, but, I don't know, whatever. I thought it was weird. They gotta bring, they're probably doing it to bring some attention because their team's a fucking dumpster fire right now. He he probably got his jersey retired in Memphis too. If I would I would wouldn't be shocked because Memphis history sucks. But seven, I can imagine many players who got like seven years in Memphis, jerseys. seven years in LA, and the last person to get their jersey retired in Memphis, Tony Allen. Yeah, so Powell has to have his jersey retired in Memphis yeah. because I mean, you, but I can't imagine yeah. as many players who have multiple jerseys retired like that. Like Garnett must obviously with the with Timberwolves and Celtics now. But Did, what about Shaq? Did they retire his number in Orlando? Three, dude. Miami. Oh, Miami did Orlando too. Orlando and LA, I bet. You think Miami? Yeah. I didn't win a championship there, but I feel like he was there for like three years. I feel like I bet his jersey is. I don't know. No, so Orlando Magic, it looks like they only have one retired number. T Mac. Nope. No. Um, Penny Hardaway. <laughs> no. B. Where the fuck is it? It's it's gonna piss me off. Yeah, I thought it said number six, which is Rashad Lewis, I think. Oh no! Really? <laughs> what a goddamn loser fucking franchise! The Orlando Magic have to be the biggest loser fucking franchise in the universe. 
The Orlando Magic retired numbers, they have one. It's number six. And the player is the fans, the sixth man. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a pile of fucking dog shit. Listen to this. I'm going to rip on these. This is bad. So the Orlando Magic Hall of Famers. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. I thought it was the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame for like the magic, not in all of basketball. And it had Dominique Wilkins because he played there one year. And I was like, you inducted somebody into your team Hall of Fame who played there one fucking season. Uh, Wilt There's has got his jersey. Wilt's got his jersey three three different teams: Warriors, Lakers, 76ers. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but good stuff. Oh my fuck! All right, the and one one more thing. One more thing man. I wanted I wanted to talk about real quick, and uh, it was the uh, players only meeting, the golfers only meeting, where Tiger showed up about what they're going to do about live golf. There's been talks of them about them maybe boycotting majors next year. Do you think it ever comes down to that? Do you think they'll actually get to that point where maybe the masters next year, they actually boycott it? No, you don't? I don't see. I don't understand the reasoning for it. Is it just so those guys can't play in it? Yes. Um, so uh, one thing that you'll have, to, but the thing is, is that the, the PGA tour I, I think these like major tournaments are the ones that are going to have to draw a line in the sand. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like, and that's where, where it may come from. It may come from the tour saying, listen, the players are going to threaten to boycott if you don't ban these players from it. Now, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, I have a hard time believing they'll do that. Cause I don't just don't know what point that proves. I think if Tiger Woods is saying he's not going to play, even if Tiger's like, you know, he's not as good as he was three years ago, two years ago. But if Tiger Woods is saying he's not going to play, he's going to boycott. I think that's all it takes, honestly. I think he moves the needle that much. Well, and uh, if you guys, I don't know if you saw what Rory said. He goes, they were talking about Tiger and his impact when he goes to these meetings. And Rory said, he goes, when we're all in the room together, there's one alpha. And he goes, and it's not me. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. And that's awesome. it's, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, like, you know, with Tiger, I, I think, and I don't know if you guys saw this. I saw this this afternoon. So they'll live the golf tour, the antitrust like lawsuit against the PJ tour. I judge set the date for that trial. And that's not till 2024. Oh, so wow. the guys, so the guys that are still playing on live right now, I'm assuming they can't play on the PGA tour until, um, that's settled. Unless another judge comes in and there's like injunctions and all this other fucking shit. But that doesn't matter for the majors. Um, I have a hard time thinking, believing they're going to boycott them. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, uh, the the things I've this the stuff I've heard is that the boycotts on the table. There's been talks about the players maybe running this uh, Monahan. Monahan is like the president of the PGA Tour, like running him out because he's not doing enough to like back then. I guess uh, I've seen articles talking about if Monahan's ran out, who would the replacement be? And there's been talks of like trying to get Tiger to be the president of that because Tiger just fucking gets he moves the needle. Yeah. Uh, so, Which would be a smart move before the PGA Tour, because if Tiger was a president, they get whatever fucking sponsor. Although they want. Tiger's worth so much money that he doesn't need to do that stress. 
I think he cares enough about the I don't game. Know how, he probably does. I do too. Yeah. But do you think it's that? I mean, honestly, I mean, with the live stuff now, but like before, there's no way that was a stressful job. Yeah, you're probably right. And, no, and it's I probably think a little bit more. It's probably a tit job. And Tiger's going to be. I feel like any legend of the game is still involved in the game a lot after they're done playing. But I think Tiger's going to be more involved too because of his son. I think it's, I think Charlie's going to he's going to make it on there too eventually someday. So. Yeah. You know, it's like one thing I was, and I, I had never thought about this, but I, I was listening to the, um, the, the Barstool Golf Podcast foreplay, and they brought this point up talking about Liv and the PGA Tour and how, like, how, like, with, like, Liv, like, I feel like nobody takes it serious. Like, yeah, they're throwing a ton of money out there, but nobody's watching it. They yeah. said that apparently the last event they had, um, tickets were, like, they could go, they were going on sale for, like, around $75 a piece. But the day of the tournament, like you could buy them for like twenty five cents because nobody was going to them. <laughs> and like, like they said, <clears throat> excuse me, like they said, like one of the things they pointed out is like, how stupid is the live tour thinking that we're gonna end a tournament on Saturday? Like most people, that's the busiest day of the week for most yeah, people. Dude, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's like, why the fuck would you end a tournament in the middle of the day on a Saturday? nobody's going to watch that shit. So like there are certain decisions that are made. Like it's clear that what they're trying to do. And it's like a whole sports washing bullshit. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think eventually, I don't think anybody takes this fucking thing seriously from a, like a fan perspective. Yeah. Like I, it, it do, have you, have you guys talked to anybody when they were like, Oh, no. I was watching the fucking live tournament the other day. Right. No, but I tell you, I had a text message on Sunday for the goddamn Wyndham championship from Stickney. Uh, and he was like, dude, are you watching this shit? Because it was a complete fucking debacle in the playoff. So it's <laughs> like, I don't know. I, so I just, I think eventually it's this, it's going to fizzle out. I think at some point, because I think the PGA tour is going to have to step up and do something different. Um, And then also I'm going to jump on this thing a little bit. Did you see what that fucking dipshit Patrick Reed said? No, but he's dumb. Isn't he? Yeah, no. He came out and said he was like, I'm just ready for us to go against the PGA Tour. He goes, I think I got a pretty good pretty good chance, but fucking basically we, we can hang hold our own with them. Listen, you dipshit. You guys have like maybe you have one top twenty player in the world on that fucking tour. Like mm. if you guys did a Ryder Cup thing, I'm pretty positive the PGA Tour what they have remaining would dust their ass. Could you imagine if they ever did that? It would like be a, electric. Oh, could you? I can't even imagine. The, the ratings would be higher that. than a, the ratings would be higher than a Ryder Cup. I feel like they'd have to they'd have to host it out in Phoenix at the Waste Management Opens course there too. Just like it'd be absurd. Oh, and the and the live players would be like Europe if they were playing in the U.S. Like oh, nobody yeah, would yeah, be yeah. rooting for them. Not a single fucking person. They'd That'd have to play in Europe. Abu Dhabi for the fucking <laughs> uh for fucking. The U- fucking is that in Dubai? On a desert. That's Dubai, right? that's Dubai, yeah. Desert, yeah, whatever. But that's Dubai, so I was a little off. Close enough. All right. You guys got anything else? I that's I just want to talk about those two little things, you know, because they, they shocked me, both of them. But. Oh, I, I get this is a random question. Okay. So I saw this thing the other day online. It was like, would you and this you guys can answer this if you want. But then I had a question kind of off of this because I asked my wife when we started talking about it. It said, would you rather live without pizza or fries? The rest of your life was the question. Fries. I'd rather live 
yeah, I'd rather have pizza. I'd rather live without fries. Right. So that's what that's what I said. But I think I can't remember what it was. But then Lyd and I started talking about variations of French fries, curly fries, waffle fries, smiley fries, all this other shit, right? Do you, so my big thing, my favorite like fry, if I, like we're gonna buy them at a store, is like tater tots. But do you consider tater tots fries, or are they just their own thing? They're fries. They're well, variation okay, so, fries. I don't okay. think they're French fries. I I don't know where I don't know where I fall on this. Do you think hash browns are fries? No. They're just like they're, a mini. They're like a mini. They're like a mini hash. No, fry. because it's like hash a French fry thing. I mean, a breakfast they're, thing. They're breakfast they're like, fries. They're like mini. They're like they're like instead of mini cupcakes, they're mini hash browns. That's all they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. I don't know. I just I was like I gotta ask the guys on this when we when we record if they think that Good hash question. browns are fries. I'm not or tater tots are fries. I think people a lot of times substitute them in for like a French fry like dish. You know what I mean? Like have like yeah. some tendies and. Because yeah, I mean, tater yeah. tots are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad, dude. Not bad at all. All right. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe when you listen to the podcast. And uh, everyone out there, stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>